Hi, my name is Wilner Lewis, the sports director of 89.5 FM WSOU, and you're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. On January 17th, Walsh Gymnasium was live because it was Kids Day. Seton Hall faced Creighton and gave them a good welcome, making their first six three-pointers in a wire-to-wire victory. Everyone in the starting five scored double figures in this game. On the call is Heaven Hill and Liam Plate. We are live here in Walsh Gymnasium as the Seton Hall Pirates are going to take on the Creighton Blue Jays. Now, Plate, they mentioned, you know, how we need to stop Jalen Agnew and, and Temi Carter. You mentioned earlier that, you know, Seton Hall is excellent at forcing turnovers. What do you what do you think uh, will be an X factor for Seton Hall this game? You know, maybe a certain player or a scheme that they can do to, to limit Agnew? Um, I'd have to say maybe Barbara Johnson. I think she's been playing fantastic as of recently. Saw in the, especially in the Marquette and DePaul road trip, she played very well, was able to get good shots and lead the team in scoring for the Marquette game. Um, I really think she'll be the X Factor. If she's performing her best basketball and getting good shots and getting to the bucket, then Seton Hall will be, will be able to win. I think another key factor for Seton Hall will be Shadeen Samuels. She has not been playing too great as of late, especially in that last Marquette game. She only had six points, but I think if she's able to get going, Seton Hall can get the biggest preseason player of the year going in this game, they'll be able to take down this very good Creighton team. Yeah, like you mentioned, Shadeen, she struggled against Marquette and DePaul. I mean, in both games, she didn't score in double figures, which is honestly rare for someone that averaged close to 20 points per game last season in conference. And did, I mean, didn't she win the scoring title as well? She did. She did. So, I mean, to win the scoring title last year in conference and to start out conference play, you know, as rough as she did, you know, with those tough performances against DePaul and Marquette, I think Shadeen will be a key to victory to, to upset this pretty darn good Creighton team. You know, but with that Creighton starting lineup, Temi Carta, Rachel Saunders, Olivia Elger, Jalen Agnew, and Gracie Griglione. And for the Pirates, Barbara Johnson, Lauren Park Lane, Alexis Lewis, Desiree Elmore, and Shadeen Samuels. Set to tip off right now with Jalen Agnew and Shadeen Samuels jumping it up. And we're off with Shadeen winning the tip to Lauren Park Lane who pushes it up to Barbara Johnson. And Barbara swings it to LPL on the corner. And Shadeen with a nice post move, can't get it to go, kicks to Alexis Lewis who's back in the starting lineup. And she knocks down the corner tray ball. Yes, Seton Hall is able to get the three from Alexis Lewis, but that's the kind of layup Shadeen has to finish if they want to win this game. Great start for Alexis Lewis who struggles so far, you know, in conference play, finding her shot a little bit. And Creighton back down with Griglione now, top of the key. Gives it to Elger. Elger pulls up from the elbow, can't get it to drop. And Alexis Lewis and Desiree Elmore fighting over the rebound, but unfortunately it stays Creighton possession. Yeah, it looks like Elmore and Lewis there forgot they were on the same team, both going for the rebound. <laughs> A little bit of miscommunication. But Elger set to inbound, and she gets it back, gets a screen from Griglione, and gives it to Carta, top of the key, who swings to Agnew on the wing, Agnew being guarded by Shadeen, and now Elger has it, and she dribbles, kicks it out to Griglione, and an air ball, snagged by Shadeen, and Lauren Park Lane pushing the pace, crosses the timeline, gives it to Alexis Lewis in the corner, who dishes it to Elmore in the post, Lauren Park Lane from the wing, the three is up, and it's good! 
an early 6-0 lead for the Pirates thus far. Two threes from some of Seton Hall's most unlikeliest shooters. Lauren Park Lane now playing defense against Elgar on the wing. Griglione trying to run a screen there for Agnew. She pulls it from top of the key, and it rims out. Agnew looked too confident with that one. Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline, gives to Alexis Lewis in the corner, who dips it to Shadeen in the post. Elmore from top of the key. The three is up and it's good. The Pirates with a 9-0 lead early, and the kids are going crazy. It is kids' day, Blake. It is. It's all for the kids. What a start for the Pirates. Three threes so far. And Barbara Johnson there with the hard foul on Elger. She tried to get around the screen, just ran her over with that one. Yeah, it's always a tough play. But then going back to Seton Hall's threes, I mean, this is a big surprise, especially against this Creighton team. Creighton's very good at limiting their opponent's three-point shooting. Their, their opponents are averaging 29.6% from behind the three-point line per game. So Seton Hall going three for three so far is a pretty good start. And Parham checks in for, for Griglione there. Agnew drives to the basket, gets her own rebound, and she gets the second chance points. Great hustle there from Jalen Agnew. Creighton finally on the board. Lauren Park Lane gives it to Barbara Johnson, who now has it top of the key. Dribbling, guarded by Temi Carta. Gives it to Desiree Elmore on the elbow. And Alexis Lewis spotting up on the other elbow. Can't get the mid-range bucket to fall, but Lauren Park Lane hustling. There goes that offensive rebound. Yet again, Creighton susceptible to giving those up. Barbara Johnson has it on the wing. Gives to Alexis Lewis in the post. And the turnaround fall-away jumper is good for Alexis Lewis. Those are the kind of plays that are going to win Seton Hall this game. With Lauren Parkland can, can continue to steal a few rebounds from Creighton from being such, for being such a short guard, they'll get the win. Hustle points there from the Pirates, contributing to an 11-point lead with around seven minutes left to go in this one. Agnew being guarded by Shadine Samuels, top of the key. Agnew gives it up to Temi Carta, who's being guarded by Barbara Johnson. And a travel there called on Saunders. She caught it on the wing, thought she had the three, but great closeout from Alexis Lewis forced the turnover on Rachel Saunders. That's a call a lot of refs like to make, uh, especially in, in these women's games, is that the, the hesitation there, like most, most players shuffle both their feet and they don't think the ref will see it, but these refs are locked in. Forcing the early turnover there. Pirates up 11-2, as I mentioned. Seven minutes left to go in this one. Barbara Johnson crossed the timeline, almost turns it over. Desiree Elmore has it, top of the key now. Alexis Lewis, the down screen. Desiree Elmore dribbling, gives to Barbara Johnson on the wing. Barbara getting double teamed now, gives it back to Desiree. Barbara in the corner for three, and it's good. The entire starting lineup for Seton Hall with a flamethrower right now. What is going on, Plate? I know, the whole team seems like they're locked in. They're just on fire. I mean, I could not have predicted this team to shoot this well from behind the three-point line this early in this game, especially against this Creighton team, who's one of the better uh, defensive teams in the country their, their opponents are only averaging 60.7 points per game so I mean it looks like Seen Hall's on pace to break that 60 point mark if they can keep shooting this this well from behind the arc exactly I mean for and so far in conference they allow just under six three-point makes a game and Seen Hall right now already has four everyone in the starting lineup has made a three outside of Desiree uh, outside of Shadine Samuel excuse me I mean, just tremendous play. Alexis Lewis came out early, set the tone, and then Barbara Johnson, Lauren Park Lane hit the three, and, and now Desiree Elmore. Barbara Johnson, honestly, Barbara Johnson has been, like they mentioned during the, the pregame show, she's been phenomenal. 
But we're going to send it to a quick break here. Pirates currently up 14-2. Heaven Hill, Liam played on the call. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. This is Tony Bazala, and you're listening to the radio home of Seton Women's Basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU and WSOU.net. We are back live in historic Walsh Gymnasium. Heaven Hill here with Liam Play on the call. Seton Hall Pirates currently leading the Creighton Blue Jays 14-2 with 6.40 left to go in this one. And Play, like we mentioned before the break, just an absurd start from behind the arc so far for the Pirates. Yeah, I think this is the best Seton Hall shot from three like to start a game so far this season. I mean, if, if they can keep this going, they'll sure win this one. I would say this definitely rivals that UConn game where they came out just scorching. But Creighton now with possession after that quick timeout as Parham is spotting up top of the key. And she gets a screen there from Jalen Agnew, dribble handoff. Jalen Agnew being guarded tightly by Shadeen. Saunders tried to pull up mid-range, couldn't get it to go. And the foul is called on Saunders there as she tried to fight for the rebound with Alexis Lewis. Creighton's looking a little sloppy on offense. They're, they're trying to get something going, run some plays, but they're just not in the right spots at the right times, and then they're being they're going to make stupid fouls like that when they're trying to get the rebound when they're not in position to box out. And Coach Bazella has a tendency to push Adine Samuels on the other team's best offensive threat. I saw it in the Lafayette game when he had her on Natalie Kukowski, and now he's starting out today with her on Agnew. But Shadine Samuels dishes it to Alexis Lewis, and an easy bucket there. Right outside the paint, easy pull-up, 16-2 for the Pirates. Just an insane start. And Saunders now gives it to Carta. Carta being guarded by Alexis Lewis. Excuse me. Elger, not Carta. Carta now has it. Parham, top of the key, being guarded by Elmore. Carta spotting up behind the three-point arc. Can't get it to drop. And she, Elmore with the hustle there. Saves to Alexis Lewis. And Lauren Park Lane pushing the pace. Shifting through the defense. Gives it to Desiree. Alexis, the wing three. And it's good yet again. What a start from the Pirates. 19-2 run to start it. 5.20 left to go on this one. They're 5 for 5 from behind the arc plate. Alexis Lewis already in double digits with 10 points and uh, hitting four, three, uh, four field goals and two threes. I mean, she's really playing out of her mind. It's like the entire team, they, they're on that Michael Secret stuff from, from Space Jam. I mean, this is just insane right now what they're doing. Never seen the team start off like this so far, especially against a, a darn good team in Creighton. Seton Hall tending to push the pace. They're, they're second in the Big East in pace. So they're getting easy buckets that way, like we saw just then. Lauren Park Lane rushing up the court. Creighton makes some subs. Agnew has it on the wing. Dribbling. And she dishes it to Peyton Brodsky. And they get the bucket to fall with Carly Batchelor, who just checked in as well, the freshman guard. Lauren Park Lane just crossed the timeline. Score 19-4 as they stop the run with that one. Shadeen gives it to Alexis Lewis. Shadeen has the top of the key for three. And it's good. What is going on? The Pirates unstoppable from three right now. They're six for six. Surprised the lights are stu- still on because this team's shooting the lights out. Like you said, play this team is just phenomenal right now. But an easy drive and finish there from Chloe Dwarick. Gets it to fall. Cuts the lead 22 to six. Lauren Park Lane crossed the timeline. This team is amazing right now from behind the arc. Shadeen has it on the wing, being guarded by Agnew. 
and working. Lauren Park Lane now has it out by the 35-foot mark. Gets a screen from Alexis Lewis. She's going to fire up another three. Alexis can get it to fall just off the left iron. Seton Hall's first miss from three, and we're, we've got four minutes left to go in the first quarter. Alexis Lewis tried to jump the passing lane there as Carter tried to give it off to Agnew, but deflects it out of bounds, and Creighton's going to inbound now with Agnew set to inbound it. Gets it in to Chloe Dwarak. Dwarak drives, kicks it to Carta. Carta drives. Good contest from Desiree Elmore. Forces the miss on the floater, and they're pushing the pace yet again. Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline. She's on the wing now. Gives it to Desiree Elmore, top of the key, who dishes it to Shadeen in the post. Gives it back to Elmore. No look pass. Elmore drives, draws the contact, and she's headed to the line for two. Great ball movement by Seen Hall. They're able to get it down low, see what options they had. And when it wasn't there for Samuels, they kicked it back out to Elmore, and she created a play. Desiree getting a little more aggressive there. On that road trip, Desiree, she, she kind of struggled a little bit. She had seven turnovers against DePaul and then four turnovers against Marquette. She, she managed to finish in double figures in both of those games, however. So as she switches the first free throw, it's going to be interesting to see how she can shake back from that pretty tough road trip. But the team is doing a darn good job of it thus far. And she knocks down both. Pushing the lead back to 18, 24-6 with 3.40 left to go on this one. Dwarak crosses the timeline, gives it to Agnew, who dishes it to Brodsky in the corner. And a foul there called on Shadeen as she tried to prevent Jalen Agnew from cutting to the basket. Jalen Agnew, she's been playing phenomenal so far in conference play, averaging about 25 points, 8 rebounds or so. She hasn't missed a free throw. I mean, she's been phenomenal. And now Dwarak set to inbound. And Shadeen draws the charge. Shadeen draws the charge on Jalen Agnew just seconds after she was called for fouling Agnew. That's one of those great matchups where it's going to be aggressive all the way through. With how tightly Samuels is playing Agnew on defense, you can only expect the same thing from Agnew on the other side. Exactly. Shadeen dishes it to Lauren Park Lane on the wing. Lauren Park Lane calls for a screen from Elmore, dishes it to Shadeen in the post, gives it back to Lauren Park Lane, top of the key, drive, kick, Jasmine Smith checked in, gives it to Alexis Lewis, who drops it to Elmore in the post, swing past the corner, great ball move from the Pirates, Lauren Park Lane for three, it's up, and just off the back iron, gives it to Elmore, drives on the tough closeout, can't get it to fall, no contact, or no foul called there, looked to be a ton of contact, Jasmine Smith playing solid defense on Temi Sarda, Sarda dishes it to Brodsky. And now Creighton gets the foul called Carly Bachelor had it deep in the post. She she's labeled as a guard, but she's six foot. You know, that's taller than the majority of Seton Hall's lineup. Bachelor was deep in the post there. And Lauren Park Lane was forced to foul. But the lead is 24 to 6 with just under three minutes left to go in this one. Seen also done a great job of uh, getting those offensive rebounds and getting those second chances. It's just a matter of converting on those second chances because that is where Seen Hall gets the majority of their points. Seen Hall with a great start so far. 24 points with still a decent bit of time to go in this one. That last offensive possession, we saw every player on the court for Seen Hall touch the ball there, but unfortunately couldn't get it to drop, you know, with the corner three from Lauren Park Lane. But the lead is now 24 to 8. 2.50 left to go in this one. Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline. Lex Lewis has it on the wing. The jab step. And she drops it to Shadeen deep in the post on Agnew. Great post move there. And she finishes the left hand. 
Shadid looking like the preseason player of the year. And now D.D. Pryor checks in, another freshman guard for, for Creighton. Pryor checks in, and she launches a three immediately, can't get it to drop, but Agnew right there to grab the long rebound. She finishes the second chance points, cutting the lead back to 16. It's 26-10 with around two minutes left to go in this one. Lauren Park Lane being guarded by D.D. Pryor. She crossed the timeline. Alexia Lesh checked in as well for the Pirates. And Lauren Park Lane gets it on the wing, can't get the three to fall, hustling, but the Pirates can't come up with the offensive rebound. Bachelor gives it to Sarda. Sarda kicks it to Agnew. Gives it back to Bachelor. Sarda tried to get it to go off the glass there. And Brodsky tries to drive there, but gets fouled. Alexis Lewis there with the hard contest, and Brodsky's headed to the line. Seenholz really falling apart on defense. They're not boxing out like they were in the beginning of this quarter, and that's where uh, that's where Creighton is able to get most of their points so far. I mean, they were up by 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 so much, and now Granite's still a 16-point lead. But you want to keep that keep that lead as big as you can for as long as you can. Now, now in their their conference games thus far. Peyton Brodsky hasn't been, you know, one to supply offense. She's not averaging that many points. In fact, I, I don't think she scored at all, but she's out there, you know, decent size, rebounding presence, and she knocks down the free throws. And McKenna Hoffschild checks in now, looking at some reserves for the Pirates to get some, some of their main players some rest. Alesh has it on the wing, gives to Hoffschild. Alesh, top of the key for three. Alexia Alesh can't get it to fall. Didi Pryor snags the long rebound, pushing the pace, being guarded by Hofschild on the wing. Gets to Brodsky, who fires up a three, and she can't get that to fall. But the tough rebound from Rachel Saunders puts up the second-chance opportunity. Can't get it to fall, but possession remains with Creighton. Another breakdown there again by Seenal. No, Not a single Pirate boxed out. Uh, one of the Creighton players, and... It showed they got the ball back after it was tipped out by Jasmine Smith, and and now Crane will get another chance at two more points. Shadine Samuels checks out along with Jasmine Smith. Barbara Johnson back in. And Elmore guarding Agnew on the wing. D.D. Pryor being guarded by Hofschild tightly. And Rachel Saunders being guarded by Barbara Johnson. Hofschild gets the deflection, but D.D. Pryor remains possession. And the nifty left cross. Nice right to left there. She finished with the left hand. Dee Dee Pryor cuts the lead to 12. We were under a minute left to go on this one, 26 to 14. McKenna Hofschild being guarded by Pryor. Hofschild gets to Barbara Johnson, gets a screen from Elmore. The late pass there, but Elmore recovers, and she's backing down now on Rachel Saunders. The post moves. Tried to keep her balance there. Barbara Johnson being guarded by Agnew. Barbara with the nice dish to Alesh for the and one. What a display of dribbling there from Barbara Johnson. The nifty moves, dips it, dishes it to Alesh under the basket, and she finishes. That's just great court vision by Johnson. She has fantastic court vision. She's able to see a play, a play before it happens, and she saw that Alesh was cutting and down, down open on the block, so she snuck it in real quick, and Alesh was able to finish for the for and hopefully convert the old-fashioned three-point play. Barbara Johnson played phenomenal. She was you know, a bright spot of that road trip. She had 17 and 10 against DePaul, and then 20.6 rebounds and four steals on the road against Marquette. So she's been playing out of her mind as well. And Alesh finishes the three-point play. The lead is back to 15. 
29-14 with about 20 seconds left to go in this one as Temi Sarda looks to hold for the last possession. Being guarded far out by half court by Jasmine Smith. She's hounding her. Playing a solid defense. The clock is ticking. Alexis Lewis positioned under the basket. Sarda gets a screen from Agnew. And a moving screen there called by the refs on Agnew as she wasn't set there. A lot of contact, and the Pirates are going to get the last shot here with around seven seconds left to go. Jalen Agnew needs to watch herself on defense. She already has two fouls, and if she comes out of the game for this Creighton team, it might be over. Exactly. Alesh spotting up in the corner for three, and it falls the buzzer beater as the Pirates clear 30 points in the first quarter. 32 points left to go in that one as the Pirates swarm Alesh at midcourt. Uh, everyone's getting a touch of the hot hand today. I mean, Alexia Lush, uh, a forward, is hitting threes out here. I mean, they're playing fantastic. Everyone's shooting while they're playing. This is the best I've seen them shoot uh, all season. Seton Hall possibly looking to, to break their three-point shooting record in this one, but we're going to send it to the guys in the studio. Wilner Lewis with your first scoring update. Will, take it away. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. Seton Hall is shooting 70% from deep in a game where they only made three threes the entire game, and Seton Hall is currently up 32-14. Now back to Heaven Hill and Liam Plate with the call. We are back here live in Walsh Gymnasium. Thank you, Esmeralda, for an excellent update from the sidelines. Yeah, like you mentioned, just the Pirates have been absurd from three so far shooting 70 percent they hit seven threes in that first quarter just a phenomenal display of three-point shooting efficiency yeah i i mean you could not have predicted this team to shoot like this especially against this very good defensive creighton team i think the biggest surprise was obviously alexia uh alesh's uh, buzzer beater at the end of that quarter i mean a fantastic first quarter by the pirates so far definitely the three-point shooting has been leading the way they're, they're up 32 to 14 let's see if they can keep that shooting going, if that hot hand transfers over to the second quarter. Yeah, we, we mentioned during the pregame that the Pirates on the road against DePaul and Marquette had a propensity to, to start off that first quarter really solid on offense, but, you know, eventually their, their offense would sputter out down the stretch. We'll see if they can keep this just insane lead. And Creighton now has it. Temi Sarda in the corner gives it to Saunders. And now Brodsky has it, driving on Alexis Lewis. Alexis Lewis just a little too small there for Peyton Brodsky as she gets the bucket. 32-16 to 16 now. Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline, being guarded by Elgar. And she's dribbling, gives it to Elmore on the elbow. <laughs> Agnew. And Lauren Park Lane launches a wing three, and it goes in yet again. The Pirates are now up to eight threes. We got to get a record watch. Elgar now being guarded by Lauren Park Lane. And a foul called there as Brodsky had it on the wing. Lauren Park Lane with six points, two threes already. As well as Alexis Lewis with two threes. Everyone else has one, Elmore, Alesh, Barbara Johnson, and Shadeen Samuels. We saw Alexis Lewis, you know, against DePaul. She hit four threes in that game. So she's been solid so far, you know, in these past couple games. Brodsky now dribbling. Gives it to Elgar. Elgar guarded by Lauren Park Lane. Tight defense. Saunders has it on the wing. Gives it to Brodsky, top of the key. Sarda. And a tough switch there as Agnew launches the corner three. Can't get it to drop. And a and a blocking foul there Great called. Foul four, 
on Sarda. I guess she, she boxed out too aggressive there. The refs noticed it, and Elmore inbounds the ball to Lauren Park Lane. Cray is starting to get a tad bit sloppy. That was a, a nice attempt from Agnew, but she couldn't get it to drop. Alexis Lewis now, a bit of miscommunication there with Elmore. She throws it right to the defense. Saunders pushes it to Agnew. The step back three, it's up, and she can get it to fall. Hit every part of the rim with that one. Lauren Park Lane getting shifty there on Elgar. Pushes the pace. Elmore top of the key three. Can't get it to fall. There's Alesh, the size that she provides. Snags the offensive rebound. Lauren Park Lane driving on Elgar. Step back. In a tough position there. Gives it to Jasmine Smith on the wing. Gives it to Elmore in the post. They force the double team there on Agnew. Kicks it back to Jasmine Smith. Top of the key. And the refs call a travel there on Jasmine Smith. She caught it out, you know, by the, the men's three-point line. She tried to take a step closer, but the refs were on it. Tough turnover there for the Pirates. Seed Hall is shooting 67% from the three, making eight, while Creighton is shooting 0%. They've missed seven threes. I mean, and this is a Creighton team that shoots better from behind the three-point line than Seed Hall does. So, really, a, just a bad day for Creighton and a good day for Seed Hall. That's an understatement. I would say this is an insane day for Seton Hall. I mean, this team averages about, you know, seven or so three-point makes, and, and they've already cleared that. And one thing that we pointed out, the offensive rebounds, Creighton currently has more offensive rebounds than Seton Hall, so it's not like they're getting killed second-chance points. Dee Pryor launches the, the wing three, can't get it to fall. Lauren Park Lane now has it, pushing the pace, crosses the timeline, being guarded by Dee Pryor, as she's now out by half court. Alesh coming to set the screen. And a hesitation move there. Alesh now has it on the wing. Driving on on Bachelor. Lewis gives it back to Lauren Park Lane. Jasmine Smith in the corner. Lauren Park Lane now has it on the wing. Jasmine Smith drops it to Shadeen Samuels. And the clock is counting down. Lauren Park Lane launches another three and it falls. Lauren Park Lane now with three threes made. Creighton hasn't scored in two minutes now. The Pirates up to nine threes. Elger pushes the pace, gives the Bachelor, who dishes it to Dee Dee Pryor. The pass goes through her hands. Jasmine Smith pushing the pace. Smith gives it to Lewis on the wing, launches the three, and it couldn't fall. Long rebound snag, but Pryor takes the pass there, and she takes it to the house for a quick two points, cutting the lead to 20. Seton Hall pushing the pace there. Alex Lewis couldn't get the wing three to fall, got the offensive rebound, but unfortunately turned it right over, and it led to easy points for the Blue Jays. Lauren Park Lane gives it to Jasmine Smith on the wing. They're, they're convinced they need to do and Jasmine Smith travels yet again. As it seems she was a little confused there. They're, they're definitely double-teaming Shadeen in the post every time. She's trying to post up on Agnew where she feels comfortable. And they're putting Jasmine Smith in tough situations, forcing her to make decisions. But Jasmine Smith and Alesh subs out. Femi Funes subs in, as well as Barbara Johnson. And Elger being guarded by Lauren Park Lane. And a great dish there. Not quite the range from Alexis Lewis, the wingspan, the athleticism. She gets the steal. Lauren Park Lane has it on the wing. Gives it to Lewis, top of the key. Gives it back to Lauren Park Lane on the wing. Shadeen in the corner. Funes in the post and she can't get it to fall. And Creighton pushing the pace, Temi Sarda being guarded tightly by Alexis Lewis. And she tries to swing it to the corner and it almost hits the Seton Hall band. Yeah, it was a close one there, good thing. Uh, the, the band members look to have a, a quick reflex there. <laughs> and Barbara Johnson inbounds it to Lauren Park Lane. Before she gets it right back, 
38-18. to 18. With about six minutes left to go in this one, Barbara Johnson gives it to Alexis Lewis on the wing. Alexis, Shadeen now deep in the post, dishes it to Funes, easy mid-range. That's her shot. Saw that against Lafayette where she had double figures in her first game back from injury. Just that easy mid-range. That's cash all day for Funes. As Elger spotting up from the wing, can't get it to, to fall. Agnew there draws the foul on the offensive rebound. She snagged it over Shadeen Samuels and put Shadeen in a tough situation. Agnew now headed to the line. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that foul there. I mean, Samuels was doing her job. She was staying there with her hands up. I mean, it looked like Agnew might have sold it a little bit, but hey, I mean, the refs gave her a call, and uh, Creighton could use the points here, so if they, she's able to make both of them and put them in a better spot. See all the... In- an absurd start offensively. I keep saying that word, but this is really just uncanny. They had 60 points total on, on the road against Marquette, 21 turnovers. Like, that game was, was pretty rough. And in this game so far, they've got 14 assists to four turnovers. I mean, just in night and day from the road trip to now. Maybe it's the confines of Walsh Gymnasium that's bringing us out of the Pirates. Funes now has it top of the key as she gets it to Elmore, who's driving on Agnew. And Elmore turns it over as she tried to do the dribble handoff with Alexis Lewis. As now, Dwarak pushing the pace, being guarded by Alexis Lewis. Elger has it. Agnew, bit of miscommunication there, and Alexis Lewis comes up with another steal. And Coach Bazella calls the timeout as that play looked a little shaky. And with that, we're going to send it to a quick break here as the Sea All Pirates currently up 40 to 20 with 5:26 left to go in this one. Heaven Hill Liam Play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. Hi, this is Selena Flux, and you're listening to Sea Hall Women's Basketball on 89.5 WSOU. We are back in historic Walsh Gymnasium. Heaven Hill here with Liam Play on the call as the Pirates currently hold a 20-point lead over one of the best teams in the conference plate. Can you believe this? No, I cannot. I mean, just the way Seton Hall is shooting, 58% from the field, 64 from the three-point line, and 100% uh, from from the charity stripe. I mean, they're really playing fantastic. They only have five turnovers so far. They're really taking care of the ball, and they're really doing their, the best job they can. I mean, and they're really doing a great job on defense as well. you got to hand it to them. I mean, Creighton only has 20 points so far, and when they have 40, so... Seton Hall's doing a great job on defense. They're doing a good job communicating, getting in the middle, and doing playing good help defense in the midline. The only thing I think they should work on on defense is boxing out, boxing out the Blue Jays. That way they don't give up those uh, opportunities for second second chance points. Yeah, like you mentioned, the Creighton Blue Jays already up to 10 second chance points thus far. But I want to point out the play of Alexis Lewis. Now, you know, she struggled in that loss against Villanova. She shot one for seven from three there and was replaced in the starting lineup for Selena Filoxi against Georgetown, DePaul, and Marquette. Now today she's back in the starting lineup, and she has rewarded Coach Bazella. She's got 10 early points, and she's hit two threes. I mean, just phenomenal play. Even got a steal in that last possession. Ball back in play now. Lauren Park Lane on the wing. Gives to Elmore in the post, being guarded by Agnew. Elmore with the fall-away jumper. That's a warm-up shot right there. Easy bucket, pushing the lead back to 22. And Elger being guarded by Lauren Park Lane. Far out. Now on the wing. Gives it to Temi Tarda. And Dwarak has it. Being guarded by Lewis. As Gracie Giglioni checked back in. Elger gives it back to Dwarak. 
and Agnew now on the elbow can't get it to fall. Agnew really struggling today. Yeah, she has eight points. I mean, she's three of seven from the field and 0, 0 for three from three. So, I mean, she's really not playing well. Credit to Shadeen Samuels on defense. Playing phenomenal defense. Lauren Park Lane now has it on the wing, being guarded by Dwark. And the pass is picked off there by Elger as she tried to get it to, to Alexis Lewis on the top of the key. But great job by Seton Hall getting back, preventing no easy buckets for the Blue Jays. As Temi Carter has it. Now Barbara Johnson, she gives it to Dwarak, top of the key. Can't get the three to fall. Great rebounding there for, for Femi Funes. That's what she's in for. Big snag. Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline. And she has it. Now gives it to Barbara Johnson, who comes to the top of the key. Funes spotting up in the elbow. Gives it to Desiree Elmore, who now has it on the wing. Alexis Lewis coming around, spotting up. Easy mid-range. And she gets the shooter's roll. That touched every part of the rim and the backboard plate. Yeah, I mean, Alexis Lewis really lightening up. 12 points so far. She's leading the Pirates in scoring this very balanced scoring attack, really standing out. Great start so far. Dwark now has it in the corner, being guarded by Alexis Lewis. Temi Carta has it, gives it back to Dwark. Tried to give it to Dwark. And, ooh, tough pass there. Almost hits someone from the Hall bench in the face, but the refs rule it. Creighton ball looked to be deflected there by Alexis Lewis, playing tight defense on the corner. Temi Carta came to this one averaging over 17 in a game. She's definitely Creighton's best player, but they don't have the, the five double-digit scores that Seton Hall has played. No, they really don't. I mean, besides Agnew, no one else is really stepping up offensively, and even Agnew's struggling. I mean, this whole Creighton team just looks discombobulated on offense and just not in sync at all. Yeah, like you mentioned, they haven't scored now in over two and a half minutes. They're one for seven in their last couple shots, and Temi Sarda just turned it over. As you mentioned, you know, the team's struggling, but Barbara Johnson inbounds it to Lauren Park Lane before she gets it right back, crosses the timeline, lead 44-20, to 20, three minutes left to go in this one. Alexis Lewis calling for it on the wing now. Pump fake, gives it to Elmore coming around. Elmore step back, can't get it to fall, but there's an offensive rebound. Creighton giving those up. And another one perhaps. Alesh tips it out of bounds, can't get it to stay Seton Hall possession, but there's that hustle again. Seton Hall crashing the offensive glass. Yeah, I mean, you'd think at this point, had Creighton's head coach Jim Flannery, he'd be saying, guys, we got to box out. We can't be letting these. The, the Seton Hall team get all these rebounds because they're killing us on the board. So, I mean, he's got to do something. Got Maybe some halftime speech is what the, the Blue Jays need. <laughs> and now the Blue Jays. Alesh way out on the wing. Dwark being guarded by Alexis Lewis. And the three is launched there by Peyton Brodsky. Can't get it to fall as Barbara Johnson pushing the pace. Gives it to Alexis Lewis, top of the key. Elmore on the elbow. Moving by Agnew, and Agnew pokes it away. As Rachel Saunders comes out with it, excuse me, El Elger, and Agnew driving, and she gets the foul call there. Alesh and Desiree Elmore both there with the contest. Agnew draws the contact. Ref called a tripping call, and Agnew headed to the line. Foul called on Agnew there. I mean, it's tough. I mean, yet Agnew had three Seton Hall players surrounding her, so and and she fell, so refs most likely a foul. But I mean, Agnew, she needs to get something going. She wants to get her her Blue Jays back in this game. I mean, she's two of two from the free throw line so far. Maybe this is what she needs to get herself rolling. 
Yeah, credit to the, the great defense from Shadeen Samuels and Desiree Elmore as well on Jalen Agnew. Really started, you know, to stifle her offensively. And the entire Creighton team, they had 14 points in the first quarter. So far in the second quarter, they only have seven. So even though Sea Hall's offense has cooled down tremendously, their defense has picked it up quite a bit. Hofschild checks in across the timeline, gives it to Alexis Lewis, who drives, easy mid-range, and she gets it to fall. Alexis Lewis now up to 14 points, 6 for 10 from the field. She's playing lights out. Elger being guarded by Hofschild, top of the key. A Creighton player falls there, Rachel Saunders. She's back up, being guarded by Alesh. Brodsky, the, the pump fake there, being guarded by, and the refs call a travel there. Peyton Brodsky, the sophomore guard, attempted to create a little too much there. You know, she, she doesn't get in often, but she's been out there for, for quite a bit now. And the turnover force there. Pirates out 46-22 with under two minutes left to go on this one. Alesh has it, gives it to Barbara Johnson on the wing, swings it around. Hofschild has it now in the corner. Gets a screen from Shadeen. And he calls a foul there on McKenna Hofschild as a turnover there forced by Creighton. I think it looks like Hofschild lifted her knee up into the Creighton player, and that's the ref, what the ref was alluding to, that uh, that's not allowed. Creighton now hasn't had a field goal in, in the last five minutes and a half. Just a great display of defense so far from the Pirates. And another foul there called on McKenna Hofschild. Back-to-back fouls called on her there. As it appears that the ref signaled that she used her elbow to prevent a screen or something. As Creighton is now in the bonus, Elger headed to the line for two. There comes a point in these blowout kind of games, these big lead games, where the where the team with the lead starts to get a little sloppy and they're committing the silly fouls and not doing what they're supposed to be doing on defense. It looks like Hofschild and the Pirates are falling into that a little bit now, so this is where they need to buckle down, finish out this quarter strong. We've got 90 seconds left. Just don't let don't let Creighton get over 30 points, and then you'll you'll be good, and then just regroup when you get into halftime, come out with the same same kind of energy. For sure. I mean, this is a Creighton team. You know, in the third quarter, they're, they're outscoring teams by a, a wide margin, by far the most out of any other quarter, so this is a team known to make adjustments in the locker room and then come out differently in the second half. Let's see if the Pirates can keep it up. But they're playing great so far as Barbara Johnson just gets it across the timeline, being guarded now by Timmy Carter. And Alexis Lewis with the jab step, being guarded tightly there. And she dishes it to Shadeen, cutting on the baseline. A great pass and finish from Shadeen. Just phenomenal start so far. The Hall, five of the last seven from the field. Elger being guarded by Hofschild. She gives it to Tarda on the wing, who gives it back to Elger. The drive and kick, and the corner shot from Brodsky, it's up, and it drops. Will you believe that was the first three that Creighton made? They were 0 for 11 before that. Somehow, just great defense from the Pirates. Cuts the lead to 48-27, with about 40 seconds left to go in this one. Alexis Lewis getting double teamed, and it's poked away by Elger from behind. She couldn't see her blind side there. As Alesh with a great contest, and she can't get it to fall. Alexis Lewis, McKenna Hofschild diving for the ball there. Brodsky going for another corner three, can't get it to fall. And she drives on Alexis Lewis, great defense. Hofschild crosses the timeline and it appears the Pirates will hold for the last shot. Great defense there on the last possession. The Pirates holding Creighton to under 30% from the field, Liam. 
Yeah, I mean, really, they're doing a great job closing out on the three-point line. The only thing is, again, I keep saying it, but they need to get those defensive rebounds. Barbara Johnson step back mid-range, can't get it to drop. Alexis Lewis can't get the wild shot to fall, but the Pirates, with a 48-27 to lead after the first half, Plate, like you mentioned, you didn't want Creighton to surpass 30 points, and it looks like Coach Bazell listened. They played absolutely phenomenal in that first half, although their their three-point shooting cooled down tremendously after hitting seven in that first quarter. Still nine threes at halftime, an insane start so far. They're shooting 58% from the field, and their defense has been phenomenal as well. Most of Creighton's points have, or a, a lot of Creighton's points that have come from the line where they're shooting 10 for 10. Any any you know, positive trends that you see so far from this game? Well, I mean, obviously, Seen Hall shooting overall 58% from the field, like you said, 64% from behind the three-point line. They're doing a great job forcing turnovers. Uh, they're for, they forced nine so far, which is around Creighton's average, so they got them at that at, their, at halftime. But then one thing Seen Hall does need to do a little bit better is take care of the ball. They also have nine turnovers. But then also the rebound, they're, out, they're winning the rebounding battle overall, but then they're they're, they're winning it on defense, surprisingly, which they haven't been able to get too many defensive rebounds. But then on offense, I would like to see them do a little bit of a better job getting those rebounds. But, I mean, hey, in general, they're just playing fantastic. Ten points in the paint, but, I mean, you can take that when you're shooting so great from behind the behind the three-point line. So I think they're playing, really playing fantastic so far. I think one thing they need to keep up is just their, their fantastic play on defense. Yeah, I mean, Seton Hall, Coach Bazella's squad, putting on a show for the kids right now. Like you mentioned, an insane start from behind the arc. I'm sure the kids are loving it here. But, yeah, even though they've turned the ball over nine times, you know, and they had 21 turnovers in both games against DePaul and Marquette, they've passed the ball around so well. They've got 16 assists. That that way more exceeds their – or that exceeds their season average way more than, you know, and that's just in a half. So great start so far from the Pirates. Great offense, great defense. Let's see maybe if they can crack the century mark. But we're going to send it to Wilner and Ben in studio. Guys, you can take it away after a quick break. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. We are back here live in historic Walsh Gymnasium as the Seton Hall Pirates are currently holding a 21-point lead over the Creighton Blue Jays. Now, Liam, Creighton came to this one 12-4, 4-1 in conference, yet they're getting absolutely throttled right now by Seton Hall. I mean, you really have to contribute a lot to Seton Hall's shooting. I mean, they're shooting fantastic from behind the three-point line. They're not. I mean, this is unusual for Seton Hall. I mean, Seton Hall 64%, while Creighton not shooting very well. They're shooting 8%. Well, that's a single digit, having 8% from behind the three-point line. I mean, and then their defense on the other hand has been very good, too. I mean, limiting... Creighton's offense, not letting them get in the paint, forcing them to shoot bad outside shots, and they're closing out well on those outside shots as well, which is forcing them to miss those threes. So, I mean, credit to the Seton Hall team for everything. You are listening to WSU-FM in South Orange, New Jersey, as the second half is starting now with Desiree Elmore now. Has it on the wing. Lauren Park Lane gives it to Barbara Johnson in the corner. Shadeen trying to post up on the low block, and she gets it. Guarded by Agnew. Shadeen deep in the post. And the lefty finish is good. She loves that that little drop step lefty finish. Jalen Agnew cannot guard Shadeen Samuels underneath. I think Coach Flannery is going to want to bring that second person back around. Shadeen just too deep in the post, too dominant. As now Temi Sarda has it. Elger gets a down screen, and she knocks it down. The easy mid-range Elger, excuse me. I just learned from the PA announcer. 
50 to 29 with about nine minutes left to go in this one. Barbara Johnson now has it. And she gives it to Desiree Elmore now at the wing being guarded. And a miscommunication there, but it stays with Seton Hall. Desiree thought Shadeen was going to stay on the left side of the key. Shadeen tried to position in the post on the right side, and the ball was deflected out of bounds. But the Pirates are now set to inbound. Lauren Park Lane gets it into Elmore. Dribble handoff. Alexis Lewis coming around. Can't get it. Lauren Park Lane dishes it to Elmore in the post. Lauren Park Lane gets it now. Relocating to the top of the key. Being guarded by Elger. Keeps it alive. Barbara Johnson chucks up the three. Can't get it to fall. And the refs call a foul there on Shadeen Samuels. She jumped for the rebound. Jalen Agnew had positioning. Shadeen tried to put her hands up and, and stop her momentum, but Jalen Agnew falls to the ground, forces the foul Shadeen Samuels, and Creighton now set the inbound. And Elger now crossing the timeline, being guarded by Lauren Park Lane. As Agnew gets it on the wing, tries to step back three, but Shadeen, the defense, too solid. Elger has it. The clock ticking down. Bachelor driving now on Elmore. Can't get it to fall. And a tough board there. That's what Seton Hall needs. Great rebounding ability there from Desiree Elmore showcased. I mean, Desiree Elmore played fantastic defense underneath. Kept her hands straight up, playing very smart defense. She knows she can't get in foul trouble because this team can't afford to lose her. And Shadeen now kicks it to Alexis Lewis, who gives it to Elmore deep in the post on Carly Bachelor, And the turnaround jumper is good. Desiree Elmore, Shadeen Samuels feasting in the post right now. They both have nine points each. As Agnew gets it quick up the court from Elger. And the three falls, only creating second three of the game. All right, let's see what Seenal does here. You can't let Agnew get going because once she gets going, she's very hard to stop. Lauren Park Lane now has it, top of the key. And... Elmore sets a down screen there for Alexis Lewis. She has it now in the post on Bachelor, the jab step, and the lefty finish, and it drops yet again. Desiree Elmore now up in the double figures. She's got 11 points, five rebounds, and five assists. And Saunders gives it to Agnew now on the elbow and kicks it out to Elger. Can't get the wing three to fall, but the tip, the rebound there, stays Creighton in possession, and they reset. Temi Sarda being guarded by Barbara Johnson and Sarda with the tough finish there. The dribble drive guarded by Barbara Johnson who closed out too tight. Cuts the lead to 20. Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline. Barbara Johnson gives it to Samuels. Excuse me, Elmore who gives it to Lauren Park Lane. Elmore sets a great screen for Alexis Lewis. That's her spot. That, that smooth elbow mid-range jumper. Alexis Lewis she now has 16 points. Great patience by Park Lane there to wait for the perfect opening for Lewis. Lewis there benefiting from the screen. And now Sarda has it, gives it up to, to Saunders. As Alexis Lewis just goes right through the screen from Bachelor. Bachelor gets it deep in the post. Saunders launches the mid-range, can't get it to fall. And the tough rebound, miscommunication there from Elmore and Lauren Park Lane. As Creighton now resets, Saunders launches the easy paint jumper. And a timeout called now by Coach Flannery for Creighton. And this is now immediate timeout. As we're going to send to a quick break here with the Pirates currently up 56-36 with about 6.13 left to go on this one. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. 
This is Tony Bazawa, and you're listening to the radio home of Seton Women's Basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU and WSOU.net. We are back. Seton Hall currently leading the Creighton Blue Jays 56-36. I'm Heaven Hill here with Liam Plate, and just the offense hasn't slowed down for the Hall so far, but they're currently getting outscored in the third quarter by Creighton. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest proponent for that is, is that in the first and second quarter, they were lighting up behind the three-point line, not saying they haven't been. They've, they've made, I don't think they've made a three so far this, this half, but, I mean, if you look at the way they're scoring their points, it's mainly Desiree Elmore and Shadeen Samuels going to work in the post and getting it done inside where these Creighton players just can't keep up. They're not strong enough, and Samuels and Elmore are, are out-muscling them, getting the easy buckets underneath and really finishing them as well. So I think it really... It's just a matter of how they're getting their points. That's why they're getting outscored, but they're still keeping a constant 20-point lead. So I think really if they have to win this game in the second half in the paint, so be it. Yeah, they've been playing phenomenal down there, like you mentioned. Just too big, too strong, too experienced. Definitely two of the better front court players in the Big East, and they're feasting in the post. Barbara Johnson now has it, top of the key. Gives it to Elmore being guarded by Peyton Brodsky, who's checked back in. Elmore gives it to Barbara Johnson, gets a screen. Barbara now dribbling on Brodsky, and the nifty move behind the back finish, and she goes with the left hand. Barbara Johnson now up to five points as Elger crosses the timeline, being guarded by Lauren Park Lane. Temi Sarda coming around off two screens. Miscommunication, Brodsky with the wide open wing three, and it falls. Creighton up to three for 15 from three. And the lead is 58 to 39. Barbara Johnson now has it, top of the key, being guarded by Agnew. Elmore has it, guarded by Brodsky on the wing. Elmore feints the three. Shadeen sets a hard screen. Barbara Johnson gets it back, guarded by Brodsky. The nifty finish. Park Lane dishes it to Alexis Lewis in the post. And there she goes yet again with that turnaround jumper. Her shot is working today. She's up to 18 points. Yeah, Alexis Lewis really finding her stroke, especially from the mid-range. She's been phenomenal in the post as well. She That turnaround fallaway jumper in the mid-range, that, that's really her, her moneymaker. And Shadeen guarding Agnew tightly. Saunders now with the open corner three, and she gets it to drop. Great down screen there to give her space from Brodsky. Saunders catches the three. That's now back-to-back threes. It's Creighton starting to find a little offense. 60-42 to 42 with 4.30 left to go on this one. Shadeen driving on Saunders. Kicks it out to Elmore. Deep two. Can't get it to fall. Shadeen hustling for the ball. But a great box out there from Rachel Saunders. Forces the foul call there on Shadeen. Shadeen's fourth foul. So she's in foul trouble. She's probably going to sit for a decent bit. Pirates currently up 60-42 to with 4.20 left to go on this one. Heaven Hill, Liam Plate. We're going to send to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. Hi, this is Marissa Flagg, and you're listening to Seton Hall Women's Basketball on 89.5 WSOU. We are back in historic Walsh Gymnasium. Heaven Hill here with Liam Plate as the Pirates are currently leading 60-42 to over the 12-4 Creighton Blue Jays. Now, Liam, 
Will and Ben, they mentioned how, how Creighton has, you know, a tendency to come out in the third quarter and outscore their opponents. Will said, I believe, they're outscoring their opponents by 30 points in the second half. So this has been a team known for their, their halftime adjustments. But Seton Hall keeping pace right with them. They're five for their last six. Creighton, three for their last three. Creighton so far, though, in the second half has had a three-point shot going. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that's keeping them ahead of the Pirates is that they're getting more threes while Seton Hall's three-point shooting's kind of fallen off a little bit where they haven't really been taking as many threes and getting inside. But I think the biggest game-changer now is Shadeen Samuels having four fouls and being out of the game. So this opens up who's going to step up down low. I think it's going to have to be Desiree Elmore. And then who's going to step up and guard Agnew? I mean, she can't get going if this Pirates team wants to keep this big lead. And Brodsky launches the three. Good closeout by Alesh. Alesh is going to have to be huge here. Like you mentioned, now that Shadeen is in serious foul trouble with over a quarter left to go on this one. Lauren Park Lynn has it, top of the key, being guarded by Elger. And she gives it to Barbara Johnson, who hasn't been scoring, you know, as much as he was on the road trip. Lauren Park Lane. And Alesh with a hard screen on Agnew, trying to get it to Lewis. Lauren Park Lane now has it. And Barbara Johnson dumps it down in the post to Elmore, forcing her to create, kicks it back out to Barbara. The three is up, and it's no good. And a hard foul there as I believe that is Rachel Saunders took a tough fall. Foul called on Desiree Elmore. That's her first foul, so at least she's not in serious foul trouble like Shadeen. One thing Coach Flanner is doing smart for Creighton is that he's bringing the double team on Elmore now, but now now there's no Shadeen Samuels to drop the ball off to. So as in the other one, when they're double teaming Samuels, they're dropping off to Elmore, but now there's no Shadeen. Exactly. Just shrinks the floor overall. And a good close out there for Lauren Park Lane. Great rebound. And Lauren Park Lane was up the court for the fast break. She wanted it there from Elmore, but Elmore was focused more so on retaining possession. Lauren Park Lane now has it out by half court being guarded by Elger. And Elmore has it now on the elbow. Kicks to Lauren Park Lane. And the tough jab step there had Elger shifty. Lauren Park Lane with a nifty finish there. The hesitation move gets her past Rachel Saunders and she finishes with the right hand. Lead is back up to 20. Under three minutes left to go on this one. As Elger crosses the timeline. And she's being guarded tightly by Lauren Park Lane. Brodsky and, and Rachel Saunders switch sides. Brodsky now in the corner. Gets a screen from Agnew. Kicks to Brodsky in the corner. And the refs called the travel there. Brodsky had the three-pointer. Shifted her feet. And the refs were on it. Yeah, you think, I mean, the refs have been calling that one all day. You think but at this point in the game, the two, minute, two minutes and 32 seconds left in the third quarter, they'd, they'd figure that one out and get used to it. And they're like, okay, well, I can't really try and do something or shuffle my feet before shooting a three so just a not not a smart play there by Creighton and Desiree Elmore has it on the wing being guarded by Rachel Saunders and Barbara Johnson has it on the wing tries to dish it in the post to Alesh Alesh being guarded tightly by Brodsky gives it back to Barbara Johnson and the refs call a foul there on Desiree Elmore again I suppose a moving screen Seton Hall starting to key in on defense a little bit. Creighton hasn't scored now for almost two and a half minutes. And Seton Hall's offense still going somehow. They're making six of their last eight from the field. And now Creighton dribbling. Temi Sarda has it. And she gets a screen from Agnew. And Brodsky can't handle the pass from, from Sarda. Slips out of her hands. Seton Hall continuing to force turnovers. That's now 
11 from Creighton, and they came to this game giving up about 11 or so. So great defense from Coach Brazell and his roster. Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline, gets a screen, not quite, from Alesh. And she, she goes back the other way, trying to relocate. Alesh being guarded by Brodsky, top of the key. Elmore with the, the pump fake on Saunders, and she drives, had it. Alesh launches another three, and can't get it to fall. Great confidence from Alesh to launch it, but just not quite there. Sarda pushing the pace, has Elmore on her heels. Great switch there from Saunders. And Sarda has it, gives it to Brodsky, being guarded by Alesh. And Rachel Saunders launches the wing three, and she gets it to drop. Creighton's starting to make that three now, Liam. Yeah, they're really starting to heat up, especially in this third quarter. They came out strong, and maybe it was the halftime speech from Coach Flair that they really needed to get them going. Lead now down to 17, 60 to, 62 to 45, with about a minute left to go on this one. Barbara Johnson gets a screen from Alesh on the wing, had Alesh on the pick and roll, but the refs call a foul there on Rachel Saunders as Barbara Johnson looked as if she was going to blow by. Rachel Saunders just grabbed onto her. 54 seconds left to go in this one with Lauren Park Lane set to inbound. Pirates allowed 18 points in this one so far, in this quarter, I should say, getting outscored by four in the third. But, you know, of course, when you start off the first quarter as insane as they did, it's like Will said, Creighton's going to have to play a perfect fourth quarter to, to pull off this comeback. Yeah, I mean, Seen Hall can allow for these little slip-ups, but you can't allow it too much when you had, when you score 32 points in one quarter. I mean, you can slack off a little bit in the in the later quarters, but you got to keep up a strong defensive play still. Lauren Park Lane now has it, dribbling top of the key. She gives it to Alexis Lewis. The dribble handoff goes back to Lauren Park Lane, and Elmore switches, and Lauren Park Lane tried to drive there, gives it to Barbara Johnson, the pull-up mid-range. The lucky bounce, and it's good. Barbara Johnson now gets that to drop. She's up to seven points on the afternoon. Great drive and pull up there from Barbara Johnson. Got their spot. Easy bucket. And Dee Dee Pryor checks in as Creighton's holding for the last shot. The crowd chanting defense, defense. Let's see if they can hold Creighton to under 20 points in this quarter. Dee Dee Pryor being guarded. Gives to Agnew, who gives to Sarda. And Agnew trying to get the ball there. And Desiree Elmore tried to run through the screen from Michael Parham, but the refs are on it. And that's another foul on Elmore. She's up to three. Yeah, Elmore's got to be a little bit more careful now. And you already have Samuels out with four fouls, and Elmore now has three in this quarter alone. I uh, have to think that down the stretch, you're going to need a solid solid forward underneath for if the scene hall wants to keep this big lead and, and, uh, and keep it going and close out this game strong. Seton Hall playing solid defense on that possession, but Desiree Elmore tried to get through the screen, and the foul was called there as Agnew going to the line. She knocks down the first one. Yeah, plate like you mentioned. I mean, Elmore with three fouls, Samuels with four, and even Alesh with two, who's who's played really solid in her reserve minutes. Once you get all the bigs in foul trouble, could you know lead to some interesting lineups from Coach Bazella. But and of uh, Terrible foul there on Dee Dee Pryor as this allows Seton Hall to inbound closer to half court. But they had a foul to give, so I guess it wasn't too bad. Desiree Elmore now inbounding. Five seconds left to go in this quarter. Lauren Park Lane and Dee Dee Pryor fouls yet again. I guess Coach Flannery is just telling her to foul. Yeah, it looks like Creighton wants to get as much time out of this clock as they can. That way they go 
I think maybe Coach Flaherty's goal is to go into the fourth quarter, quarter already having Seton Hall in the bonus. That they that way they don't have to waste time getting back into it. Barbara Johnson just lost sight of the clock. I thought she was going to try and launch from half court with that one, but the Pirates currently leading 64 to 47. Played a solid quarter in this one. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. Lewis is leading the team in points. She currently has 18 points after a game where she went 0 for 3. And they've been able to hold the lead for the entire game. They're currently leading 64 to 47. And they hope to finish off the game strong. I'll now send it back to Heaven and Hazel. Thank you, Esmeralda, for another great update. And thank you, Ben, for that scoring update. Heaven Hill, Liam Plate here, back in historic Walsh Gymnasium with the Seahawk Pirates currently holding a 17-point lead over the 12 and 4 Creighton Blue Jays. Now, Plate, like you mentioned, when you outscore your opponents by 18 in the opening quarter, you can allow for, you know, some slip-ups here or there. And, you know, now, although they were outscored by 4 in that third quarter, they outscored them by 3 in the second. So, somehow, they still have that huge lead after the first half currently leading by 17 but of course you can't take your foot off the gas this Pirates team pulled off a great comeback of their own against Butler when they were down what was it 13 in that game mm-hmm. came all the way back to win by five so you know you can't let up so far yeah you gotta you gotta keep doing what you've been doing remember what got you to this point in this game what got you this lead and keep playing that that same strong defense and that same strong offensive attack and now ball is back in play with Elger giving it to Parham gives it on the dribble handoff. Elger being guarded tightly. Agnew now guarded by Elmore. Agnew jab step three and it's down. One of the most dangerous players in the Big East. Jalen Agnew switches that one and somehow she's up to 18 points even though she struggled in that first half. A sneaky scorer she is. And Barbara Johnson has it. Gives it to Desiree Elmore now on the elbow being guarded tightly by Agnew. Elmore drives right into the contact but Agnew's hands were straight up. Ref sees verticality. No call there. Sarda pushing the pace, being guarded by Barbara Johnson. And she gives it to Agnew, top of the key. Elmore having to play a little cautious now with the three fouls. Parham hands it off to Chloe Dwarick, who gives it back to Elger. He gives it to Agnew now, top of the key, being guarded tightly. And Agnew launches another three, but it appears it was deflected and... It goes out of bounds. 64 to 50 is score with under 8.50 left to go in the fourth quarter. Creighton set to inbound. Looks like Agnew wanted the foul there, but I don't know about you, Heaven. All I saw there was fantastic defense by Desiree Elmore, and she was able to get a hand on the ball. Great close out there from Elmore. You're right. Agnew tried that, that jab step three that netted her, you know, three points from the wing, but Elmore didn't fall for her. She stayed out there with the contest as Agnew launches the mid range, can't get it to fall. Offensive rebound given up by the Pirates as Agnew has it again on the wing. And the refs called a foul turnover. What's what? Wasn't it? I didn't I didn't see a clear signal, so I'm just as confused as you. Maybe something wrong with the clock. I don't know what's going on. Apparently Coach Flannery wanted to get a sub in. Yep, yeah, I think that was the that was the thing. That was the big one. Sheesh. Okay. We're set to go now. Elger now inbounding from the sideline gets it into Agnew who has it top of the key drives on Elmore and a swat by Alexia Alesh and great defense there Lauren Park Lane and the refs call a block great defensive sequence there from the Pirates 
Desiree Elmore having to keep her hands up. Now she's in foul trouble with three fouls. Agnew noticed that, tried to drive, but Alexia Alesh comes over from the weak side, gets the block. I mean, Elger was confused about why that was a block. I mean, it, it was, it's pretty simple. Park Lane was going after the ball. She just got the ball. It's not like she was directly charging at Elger. Elger didn't have her feet set in the middle of the floor, and she just fell over. So, I mean, it's a block. Great play there by the Pirates defensively. And Lauren Park Lane picking off the, the, the kickout pass there. Creighton was looking for some second chance points. Alesh being guarded by Parham. Alesh now dribbling on the wing. Gets the handoff to Barbara Johnson, who launches a three. Can't get it to fall. And Elger snags the rebound. She's pushing the pace. Crosses the timeline. Gives it to Agnew. Top of the key. The three is up. And she can't get it to drop. But it ricochets off a weird part of the rim. Creighton retains possession with another offensive rebound. Agnew now trying to get in her bag. Kicks it to Saunders on the wing. Being guarded by Barbara Johnson. Who gives it to Agnew in the post. Mid-range. Misses everything. That was a brick there. And Lauren Park Lane deflects it off of Rachel Saunders' knee. And possession retains Seton Hall ball. Yeah, great defense by Seton Hall. They're able to able to use made Creighton use the shot clock, use up more time to try and get a good shot, put up some ill-advised threes, and it got them the ball in the end. Great defense there on Jalen Agnew, who's trying to get her shot going, trying to get her team back in this one, but couldn't get it to drop. Barbara Johnson crosses the timeline. Shadeen now has it on the wing. Alexis Lewis curling around. With a screen from Alesh. Samuels now the jab step move from Rachel Saunders and a almost but not quite finish. And Alexia Alesh rushes in to the paint, trying to snag the offensive rebound. Foul called on her, and she's now up to three fouls. One thing they they seen all team, they're getting in foul trouble a little bit. They can't they can't do that. They can't fall into that because that stops the clock. One, one, and then two, it takes some of your best players out of the game. For sure, I mean. And Shadeen almost gets the pick off there, and she does. She gets the deflection, but then Temi Sarda, the pass goes off of her fingertips afterwards, and great play there from Shadeen, jumping the passing lane, forcing the turnover. Laura Park Lane being guarded by Elger. Park Lane gets it across the court. Alesh sets the screen, gives it to Alexis Lewis on the wing. Shadeen now in the post against Rachel Saunders. That's a mismatch. Saunders tries to draw the charge. Can't get it to fall. Shadeen snags the offensive rebound and she's a bully down there. Gets Elger out of the way. Gets the second chance bucket. Saunders knew it was a mismatch. She tries to draw the charge. Shadeen said not this time. She finishes the layup. Just a strong play by Samuels there. These Creighton players cannot outmuscle her and she proved it. Too deep in the post there. She's been having her way with Agnew, Saunders, Elger, whoever's down there, Gardner. And now Elger has it being guarded by Park Lane. And the refs call another travel. Seton Hall Pirates forcing turnovers in this one. They've been calling that one all day. I mean, it's the same thing we've seen since the first quarter. If you, if you hesitate your jab step a little bit and you accidentally move both feet, they're going to call it every time they're looking for that one. So if Creighton hasn't learned by now, I don't know if they ever will. And Seton Hall hadn't scored in the quarter until that put back layup from Shadeen Samuels but they've played phenomenal defense as Creighton hasn't scored in over three minutes they're over their last five just great performance here from coach Bazell and his squad and Lauren Park Lane crosses the timeline switches now being guarded by Temi Sarda and the fouls called there Sarda got her with the body tried to push Lauren Park Lane out of bounds 
Third foul for Sarda. Simply not a player you want to have in foul trouble when you're down 16 trying to make a comeback. No, Sarda very good this season. I mean, 12.3 points per game, five rebounds per game, three assists per game. She's really does play a big role for this uh, Blue Jay team. And, I mean, to to say she hasn't shown up today is an understatement. Only two points and five. I mean, five rebounds is still very good, but, I mean, three turnovers as well, not playing her best game. Just great defensive scheming from Coach Bazell and his squad, really neutralizing everyone else in Creighton's lineup. Jalen Agnew has gotten hers somehow, but Temi Sarda and everyone else that's, you know, efficient for them have been pretty much locked down. Alesh with a great screen from Barbara Johnson. Pull up from the free throw line. Can't get it to fall. And Creighton snags the rebound. Rachel Saunders pushing up to Sarda. Gets it across the timeline. Saunders now on the wing. Close out from Alesh. Can't get it to fall. Barbara Johnson snags the rebound. She's pushing the pace. Alesh running the floor in transition. Desiree Elmore dishes it to Alesh. Alesh finishes the fast break points. Great passing display there from Johnson to Elmore to Alesh. And Creighton Pushing down the pace. Sarda kicks it to Brotsky. Brotsky in the corner. Air ball. Rebound snagged by Saunders. And Sarda has it on the wing being guarded by Alesh. Alesh moving her feet there. Brotsky tries again from the corner. And that one falls. Brotsky hits that one from the corner after she had Creighton's first three of the game. Yeah, Creighton not shooting too well this quarter. I mean, one of their last eight, one of their last eight from the field. So... Uh, they really got to pick it up the, if they want to try and make a comeback here. Seton Hall keeping pace with them as Desiree Elmore. Barbara Johnson driving, gets a screen, gives it back to Elmore, who's now being guarded by Sarda. Elmore looking to post up, but they're, and they call the travel there. Elmore thought she had her pivot foot, not quite. But we're going to take a quick break here. Heaven Hill here with Liam Plate. Pirates currently up 15 points. We're going to send it to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. Hi, this is Selena Flux, and you're listening to Sea Hall Women's Basketball on 89.5 WSOU. We are back here in historic Walsh Gymnasium. Heaven Hill here with Liam Blake as the Seton Hall Pirates currently have a 15-point lead over the Creighton Blue Jays. Just playing phenomenal. Liam, although Creighton struggled from the field in the first half, in the second half their offense has picked it up. Yeah, they're definitely playing better offensively, more so in the third quarter than so far in this fourth one. I mean, Seton Hall's defense is really playing their best basketball so far this season, but I think Creighton's playing great. I mean, you got Agnew with 18. And then you have Brodsky with 13, getting a quiet 13 points. So, I mean, they're stepping up. They have two players in double digits, but it's just the people, their shots aren't falling when they need them to fall. And they're not taking the best shots either. I mean, granted, you're down 15 uh, with four, with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, but they're, they're taking some terrible threes, not good shots at all, not their range, not what they want to see, not their spot on the floor. So it really just comes down to shot selection at the end of the game. And if you're able to make them, and they really haven't been able to when they needed it most. Seton Hall with the 15-point lead, like I mentioned. Yeah, Creighton has really picked it up from behind the arc in the second half, hitting 6 of 13. But when you shoot 1 for 12 in the first half, it's not going to make much of a difference. Alexis Lewis there forces another steal. I believe that's her third of the game, and that forces the foul on Rachel Saunders. Great defense there from Alexis Lewis. She's been phenomenal thus far this year, averaging over two steals a game. 
Yeah, I mean, Seen Hall's defense has been fantastic. They're making Creighton use the shot clock, waste time off the clock when they don't, when they can't waste time off the clock, when they need as much time as they can. I mean, Seen Hall really stepping up. They're talking on defense. They're communicating well, and they're getting in help as well. Alexis Lewis forced the turnover there. Shadeen Samuels checks back in, even though she had four fouls. She's going to try and close this one out. Barbara Johnson gives it to Shadeen on the wing now, and a great jab step, dishes it to Barbara Johnson, who tried to finish through the contact there, not quite, ball ricocheting around, Elmore has it, she's on the elbow, finds Barbara Johnson in the corner, and the driving finish is good, off the glass, Barbara Johnson through the contact, she's up to nine points in this one, great finish. And Sarda drives on Samuels, couldn't get it, Agnew kicks it to Rachel Saunders on the wing, the three is up and it's down. 70 to 56 with under four minutes left to go on this one. As Desiree Elmore now has it, crossing the timeline. Barbara Johnson has it. Creighton switching to a full court press. Shadeen too strong down there, can't get it. Elmore tries to go up, but the foul called on Agnew. Seenal was able to break that press very easily. They did a good job spreading the floor, getting to the corners in the middle of the floor. So they were able to pass it to the middle and then get it over to the corner and then eventually get a wide open shot from Samuels, which it looked like she got fouled. But then now Elmore gets the rebound. She'll head to the line for two. Yeah, some of those fouls late in the third quarter got, you know, Seahall in the bonus early this half. And, and even in this quarter, that foul that was on Rachel Saunders when Alexis Lewis picked off the pass, and just then, so Seahawks going to be shooting free throws every time they're fouled for the last four minutes in this one. Tough decisions from Flannery, but Desiree Elmore switches the first one, and just a great finish so far from, from you know, the Pirates. They've played phenomenal. First game home in a while after that tough road trip, and they're playing a great Creighton team, and it looks like they're headed to a victory. Elger being guarded by Lauren Park Lane. She drives, Elger, the pump fake, kicks it to Sarda on the wing, gets it to go. Creighton now unconscious from three, but it seems a little too late. Yeah, definitely getting going too late, but then seeing Hall, another great job breaking the press. And there it is with Lauren Park Lane getting into the middle, like you said, drops it off to Shadeen Samuels in the paint, Jalen Agnew, Forced to foul Shadeen there, otherwise it was going to be easy two points. Shadeen now heads to the line. Now you can go, Plate. I'm just saying, one thing One thing Sinal is doing very well, they're not taking ill by shots, they're taking smart shots on offense, they're using as much clock as they can, they're getting underneath, and, and they're, gonna, they're, they're finishing too, and when they get to the line, they're making their free throws like Shadeen just did. For sure, and, and even though Hall is, is getting outscored currently in the second half, built up such a huge lead in the first half, and Creighton is having to shoot lights out to even barely outscore Seton Hall. So credit to Coach Brazella and his defensive adjustments from the road trip to now. Of course, that, that freaking insane first quarter definitely helps the, the, the team quite a bit. Lauren Park Lane guarding Elgar tightly. And a foul there called on Barbara Johnson, I believe, as she tried to prevent, she tried to prevent Saunders from cutting to the basket. Creighton now set to inbound on the baseline. Elger, as she gets it in, she's looking to inbound to Agnew. She gets it in on the corner. Agnew being guarded tightly by Barbara Johnson. Barbara Johnson gets the deflection. Agnew driving tough, finishes over Elmore and Samuel. And a timeout called by Coach Flannery. 
Creighton offense starting to heat up a little bit. They're four for their last four. Yeah, I mean, Creighton, they're, they're doing what they have to do to try and get back in this game. I don't see it happening for them, though, just how well Seen Hall's playing, especially on offense. And then on defense, I mean, they're not playing too bad either, even though Creighton's still playing great offensively. They're up to 38% from the field and then 33% from behind the three-point line, but which is a lot better than 8% in the first half. So, I mean, they're doing a good job, but I think I don't I don't see the comeback happening. I just think Seton Hall's playing too well. They're playing their best basketball right now, and Coach is going to make sure they stay tuned in. And credit to Seton Hall. After that first half where they had, what was it, 16 assists and nine turnovers, they've really cleaned up the turnovers so far in the second half with, with only two now as we have three minutes left to go in this one. They, they locked in, you know, kept control of the ball of course having that huge lead helps no risky passes or anything like that and it's taken a, a crazy three-point shooting quarter from Creighton to even make this one close and Barbara Johnson now see how looking to break the pass she's double teamed and the refs call or a timeout was called by coach Brazella as Barbara Johnson was trapped deep in the corner I think the biggest problem there was Johnson was able to get the ball but I mean Credit to Creighton's trap. They forced her straight to the corner, but then that, that's the problem. You can't go straight. You can't go to the sideline when you're in a press because that gives up an extra defender for the sideline. So that makes it more, more of a three-person trap than a two. And then Park Lane wasn't cutting to the middle, not getting open for Johnson. No one was coming up to try and help, so she was really just in a buying there. But then smart move by Coach Bazell. Let's see what he drops up, to, draw, draws up Excuse me, to, to try and beat this press. Yeah, like you mentioned, just as soon as they inbounded it, Barbara Johnson just dribbled right to the corner, and that's definitely not where you want to be in a full-court press because out of nowhere it gets scared quick. She was faced with defenders from all sides, including the, the sideline and baseline, like you mentioned. So let's see what the Pirates do here. As they throw it away, Dee Dee Pryor picks it off but throws it right away to Desiree Elmore. She gets it across the timeline. Now an open layup, and she misses it, but Shadeen misses the putback, rush the attempt there from Elmore. Dee Pryor pushing the pace and a nifty finish there. She goes right around Lauren Park Lane, cutting the lead to 11. Lauren Park Lane gets it across the timeline. No difficulty breaking the press there. And she's guarded now way out by Carly Batchelor. And Batchelor forced to foul there as Lauren Park Lane headed to the line. Smart move by Park Lane to try and slow it down for Seton Hall. Like the, that last sequence there when Elmore tried to go a coast-to-coast layup, that's not what you want to fall into when you're up by this much because then that that gives that makes you play at the, the losing team's level and then makes you forces you to play a faster pace when you don't want to and you just want to set something up, take some time off the clock and get a good basket. Yeah, Desiree, she, she picked off that. She got the steal there. You know, when D.D. Pryor tried to get a risky pass to the middle, and Desiree Elmore, she just started dashing down the court. I mean, I know the Pirates are second in the Big East in pace, but now's at the time where you want to speed it up. You want to yeah. slow it down and, and, and drain as much clock as you can. Park Lane now guarding Elger as the lead is back up to 13 after Park Lane hit both free throws. Saunders now with the three-pointer on the wing. It's down. Creighton now starting to heat up looking like the Pirates in the first quarter from three. I mean, it's only a 10-point game now, so CNL's really got to think about how they want to play this uh, last two minutes. Lauren Park Lane trying to dribble around Saunders and Pryor. Gets the foul call there. Tight defense. Just got across the half-court line. Park Lane now headed back to the line, and, and this press starting to force Seahawks in some tough situations. 
Yeah, I mean, at first they were breaking it pretty easily, but I think uh, Creighton's doing a very good job uh, covering up the middle, having someone in the middle, and then their their traps are unstoppable. They're doing a great job uh, not leaving any holes for, for Park Lane or any of the Seton Hall guards to split it. So I think it's just something you're going – if you're Seton Hall, you're going to want to do a lot less dribbling and a lot more passing. And Will mentioned how how dangerous Creighton is in the second half, outscoring teams. Right now they're they're outscoring Seton Hall by 10 points in the second half. But credit to Seton Hall, they're, they're not going easy. Park Lane nets a free throw. And the fouls called there on Park Lane as Saunders tried to dribble to the basket. Two free throws coming Saunders' way. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it looked like Park Lane got all ball, but I think it's because she came across the body and she wasn't right next to her. So, I mean, good foul call, but it's going to make it a lot closer game now. Creighton shooting six of their last six from the field. So we were praising the the great defense from Coach Brazell and his his squad in the first half, but so far in the second half, they've allowed 20 points in, in, in both quarters. Elger. Swishes both free throws, cuts the lead back to 10. Park Lane dribbling, crosses the, the timeline, gets it to Elmore, who's now by the Pirate logo at center court. Park Lane getting double teamed, gets it to Elmore in the middle as Shadeen has it on the wing now. And the clock continues to tick. 1.30 left to go on this one. Park Lane gets a screen from Elmore. And Didi Pryor fouls Park Lane there. A little bit of miscommunication. Park Lane headed back to the line. She, she's padding her numbers with these free throws here. Yeah, Park Lane is exactly who you want uh, at the line. I mean, she's 3 of 5 today, so she's, she's shoot, shooting pretty well. I mean, 63.2% on the season isn't too great, but, I mean, she's hitting them now is when you need them most, too. Yeah, and this is great to see from a player who struggled in their last game out against C- or, or against Marquette, excuse me. Lauren Park Lane shot 2 for 9 there, has 6 turnovers. One of her, her tougher games as a freshman, but credit to her. She, she shook back, came in this one. She's got four assists to one turnover although she misses both free throws there so the foul didn't hurt prior or the the blue jays elder crosses the timeline gets to saunders who's guarded tightly by alexis lewis and agnew somehow ended up on lauren park lane and that's an easy bucket for someone like agnew she's up to 22 elmore gets it up to shadeen samuels who slows it down gets to lauren park lane now at center court and she's waiting elder tried to poke it away barbara johnson has it and is fouled by Rachel Saunders. Barbara Johnson now headed to the line. This is a free throw battle. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be down to who, who makes the most. I mean, looking and looking at it right now, I mean, Creighton's 14 of 14 at the free throw line. I think that's what kept them in the game most of the game. So, I mean, they're only down by eight now. There's a minute left. It's it's not probable, but it's definitely not impossible. Seahaw needs these free throws. And they missed their third straight free throw after Lauren Park Lane missed two. Barbara Johnson missed the first one. Seton Hall now under 80% from the line. We'll see if Barbara Johnson can split at the line, getting the double figures. And she does. Pushes the lead back up to nine with about a minute left to go on this one. Temi Sarda pushing the pace, driving on Shadeen. Didi Pryor now has it on the wing. Nifty move. Sarda step back, gets the three up, and can't get it to fall to Brick. Shadeen and Desiree Elmore with a great closeout. Shadeen pushing the pace, crosses the timeline, being double teamed by Agnew and Pryor. And a blocking foul there called on Agnew as is sent Shadeen flying out of bounds. 
Yeah, I mean, she's laughing about it now, but it, it looked like she almost fell. Like, good thing those chairs weren't there. She'd be heading straight for the bleachers. <laughs> All right, Desiree Elmore, or excuse me, Shadeen Samuels now headed to the line. She has 13 points, four rebounds, four assists in this one. So a solid performance from her as well. Well, it looks like Jalen Agnew just came out of the game for Creighton. So I don't know what the thought process behind that was of uh, Coach Flannery. My, my guess is just some rest. I mean, she didn't foul out, and she's definitely Creighton's probably only source of offense today outside of Brodsky and Saunders. Saunders with four or five from three. She's been phenomenal, but she's in foul trouble as well. And Shadeen swishes both. The clutch Dean. And now Sarda gets it up to Saunders, who's going to launch from three again. Can't get it to go. She's now four for six and three. Elmore snags the rebound. She pushes the pace, gets it across the timeline before the second violation. She's now waiting. Lauren Park Lane has it at midcourt. The lead is up to 11 with 30 seconds left, and it looks like the Pirates are going to hold on for victory in this one. Lauren Park Lane just dribbling this one out. About 20 seconds left to go. Dee Dee Pryor now out there on her. Gives it to Shadeen in the post, guarded by Saunders. Has to put a shot up just to beat the shot clock. Gets the offensive rebound, and a foul called there. As the shot clock has been turned off, 14 seconds left to go on this one, 81 to 70. Seton Hall, despite having no field goals over the last four minutes, Shadeen Samuels headed to the line to ice this one. Yeah, those those first few threes in the first quarter definitely helped him out here uh, in the in the fourth as as Creighton was catching fire and making most of their threes. Yeah, Creighton was just phenomenal in the second half, shooting nine for 18 from three. They somehow managed to match Seton Hall entire game production from three. Pushadine swishes the second free throw, pushing the lead up to 12. Alesh checks back in for Shadine Samuels as she gets the cheers from the fans after a great performance, after a tough road trip. And Temi Sarda crosses half court, gets it over to Dwarak. Sarda has it prior, now has it Dwarak on the, the three-point line. The clock counting down, and it's going to dribble out as the Seton Hall Pirates get back in the win column after they were swept on the road, throttled by DePaul, 85-68. Tough defeat by Marquette, 81-60. In both of those games where they were leading after the first quarter, they come out today back in their cozy confines of historic Walsh Gymnasium, and they put up a phenomenal 32-point first quarter as they get a huge win over the Creighton Blue Jays, 82-70. to Yeah, I mean, that, that that first quarter really carried them throughout the game. Those 32 points were huge, especially when it came down the stretch, when when looked like Creighton was back in the game. And, I mean, you got to give credit to their defense. I mean, their shooting was there, but their defense really stepped up. I mean, holding Agnew at 22 points, and then Saunders had 14, and Brodsky had 13. But then, I mean, Sarda wasn't a factor. I mean, Bachelor wasn't a factor. I mean, Elger wasn't a factor. So, uh, really, they're doing a good job holding those other supporting roles that really helps Creighton win their, their games. And they held them down and let the, let the Stars do their thing. But then, I mean, it wasn't enough, especially with this power team. When you have when you have five players in, in double digits, like Johnson with 10, Park Lane with 15, Lewis with 18, Elmore with 13, and Samuels with 16, they're really playing fantastic. And it's just they really did a good job, especially on defense and on offense. And then 
what, but two things I know they're going to be working on in practice uh, this upcoming week: foul shots and breaking the press. They really struggle with that down the stretch. I mean, when you're when you're winning in a game like this, you need to make your foul shots. I mean, any game really, especially towards the end of the game, you need to make your foul shots. And then they were they broke the press the first couple times, but then they were terrible at it, uh, towards the end. Yeah, and credit to Coach Bazella and his great staff for the first half defense held Creighton to 27 points. Although Creighton came out and outscored them by nine in the second half, that first half really set the tone. Like you mentioned, Seton Hall with five players in double digits scoring. That's par for the course as five players for the Pirates averaged double digits. Great defense on Jalen Agnew, although she came to this game as one of the better players in the Big East. And she got her stats, you know, 22 points and eight rebounds. Seton Hall also forced her into four personal fouls and three turnovers so great defense there great defense all around Seton Hall 26 points in the paint they had 14 points off of 15 turnovers from Creighton but I'd like to highlight the play of center Alexia Alesh she came into this one you know when Desiree Elmore, Shadini Samuels were in foul trouble early and she had eight points, three rebounds including that buzzer beater corner three to give Seton Hall their 30th, 31st and 36th or 32nd points of the first quarter. Just phenomenal play from her. She really capped off that hot shooting first quarter. And although the Pirates tailed off significantly down the stretch from three, their offense was still hot. Second half, they shot almost 67% from the field, and they hit 12 free throws. Limited the turnovers, had nine in the first half, only three in the second half. All in all, great game for the Pirates. Managed to stave off a, a ferocious comeback from the Blue Jays. Great win for Coach Brazil and his squad. That'll be all for Heaven Hill and Liam Plate on the call in Walsh Gymnasium.